Hello everyone, how are you doing? You're very welcome to this week's edition episode of uh, of Friday Sport with myself, Aidan Raftery, and I'll be with you for the next two hours. There'll be plenty of sport. We'll kick off the show with uh, Ukrainian Integration Sports Day. That's right, I was out at uh, the Integration Sports Day for the Ukrainians there on Monday and Tuesday. It was a great event and I have an interview for you to listen to. Uh, that uh, An interview I did with... Uh, Kira Maluli, so you've that to look forward to. We've also got uh, golf with Seamus Duke. We also have, um, we also have uh, Roscommon. We've also other sports as well. So we've Roscommon LGFA and GA, and of course Formula One as well. So plenty to look forward to. And uh, as well as that, to kick off the show as always, we have uh, Premier League soccer with myself and uh, Martin. So we'd like to thank Martin for uh, for doing Premier League chat with us this week. And uh, as always, we'd love to hear from you. We, you know, you can shoot. You can. Uh, we'd love to hear you from you. You can text, it, send in a text or a WhatsApp message to oh eight three eight five double nine seven four eight. That's oh eight three eight five double nine seven four eight. You can listen to us in many ways. You can listen to us. On on the radio on FM 94.6 on the website www.rasfm.ie forward slash live or indeed on the TuneIn app so there's plenty of ways and don't forget if you missed the show it's uh, it's available on, the podcast is available every Monday on the RASFM website rasfm.ie so there you go you can listen back to it um, on the mo- from Monday on and that's every Monday and don't forget as, as well there is also, GA View, and uh, we start off the show every week with myself and uh, Seamus Duke, and we have, um, we also have, uh, we discuss all things GA, and also we have uh, Hurling What's the Score with myself and uh, former Limerick Hurler Andrew O'Shaughnessy, so that's uh, that's for you to look forward to that's on every week and of course all Ireland GA memories as well or Andrew Scummon LGFA so all that to look forward to every Thursday uh, that's every Thursday from 10am to 11 and it's also available the podcast is available on Spotify so I'd like to thank uh, I'd like to thank uh, Joe Bambrake for another fantastic show uh, Feel Good Friday it's important to send all the listeners uh, into into the weekend feeling good with a great bit of, with great music and some very interesting interviews and facts and don't forget there's something for everyone um, on Ross FM every day Monday to Friday on Ross FM 94.6 from uh, 9 o'clock in the morning right through till 7 every day Monday to Friday as I said and I'd also like to take this opportunity to welcome uh, our new uh, our, our new presenter lover he's uh, from, from Zimbabwe I was talking to him there earlier on today so I'd like to welcome to Ross FM as well and uh, looking forward to, to meeting him as well so welcome welcome there and uh, yeah so Martin we'll kick off the show with yourself and uh yeah, I suppose the shock. Might as well face up to it. Uh, first of all, yeah, Man United. Man United did very well. It has to be said. Um, on on uh, on Monday evening, um, I suppose a lot of people wouldn't have seen that coming. But I suppose you know it's uh, in one way though it's not a surprise because Man United and Liverpool always, you know, they they always improve or you know lift the performance uh, for, for this particular game. But I think this was beyond anyone, even Man United fans' expectations. But you know, to be fair, it was they, they did well. But I suppose we'd be talking about that in a few minutes. Yeah, we'll be going through the results yeah. first of all. It was probably the highlight of the weekend for sure. No doubt about that. Highlight if you're not a if you're not a Liverpool yeah, fan. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll um, just go over the results. Um, Tottenham one, Wolves nil, Palace three, Aston Villa one. Everton 1, Nottingham Forest 1, Fulham 3, Brentford 2, Leicester 1, Southampton 2, Bournemouth 0, Arsenal 3, Leeds 3, Chelsea 0, West Ham 0, Brighton 2, Newcastle 3, Man City 3, and as Aidan said there, the Monday night game, Man United 2, Liverpool 1. Just for I forget, Rodrigo is uh, top of the goal-scoring charts at the moment with four goals for Leeds. And uh, people in assists as Jesus and Harrison and De Bruyne for Man City and Harrison for Leeds and obviously Jesus for Arsenal on three assists. So, uh, yeah, Aidan, you got four out of ten. I only got four out of ten and Noel got three out of ten. So it's all square still, one all. So we'll just go through the match days. We'll leave the... uh, the Man United game to last because uh, obviously that was played on the Monday so we'll just go through some of the games here over the weekend uh, Tottenham won Wolves nil. Wolves were the better team for 60 minutes 
but Spurs dug, di- dug deep for the last 30 minutes and Kane delivered the winner from a corner and in so doing became the highest goal scorer in Premiership history for one club, scoring 185 goals. So I'd say he's moving on to his next uh, two targets now, which is to overtake the third highest Premiership goal scorer, which is a certain gentleman called Andy Cole, who was on 187 goals, and then overtake the Spurs and England legend, the late Jimmy Greaves, on 201 top-flight league goals for Spurs. Uh, Records that could be beyond him, though, are Alan Shearer's 260 goals for the Mm. Premier League. Not to mention your your goal tally for Manor when you're playing. Well, I don't like to boast about (laughs) that, so we won't go there. And uh, Greavesy had 357, I remember we were talking about this uh, when he passed away, 357 English top flight goals. I mean, it's just phenomenal for, to think what he'd done. So, um, yeah, so Kane's uh, kind of gradually breaking some records, but he's got a long way to go to, uh, I'd say, beat the best. But anyway, they got the most important thing. They got the three points. They grinded out a result. So they're doing well. Good start for them. Another game there, Crystal Palace 3, Aston Villa 1. Uh, Saha and Eze caused Villa problems for the complete re- complete game, really. Saha scoring two goals to put Palace uh, in the lead after falling behind to a Watkin goal on five uh, minutes. Uh, pressure is on Gerrard again. Only three wins in the last 14 Premiership matches. Two of them at the end of last season was against relegated Norwich and Burnley and this season against Evans, Everton. But uh, they were playing a good a good side at the moment, Palace, so uh, give him time, give him time. Uh, Everton won, Nottingham Forest won, Lampard's Toffees looked doomed to lose again after falling behind to a Johnston goal for Forest on 81 minutes. Uh, and an impressive goalkeeping by Dean Henderson on loan from Man United kept uh, Everton at bay. A superb goal assisted by Everton's keeper Pickford directing a 60-yard kick into the path of Gray, whose control and finish was superb, gave the Toffees a deserved share of the points with two minutes left on the clock. So, next game we're talking about is Fulham 3, Brentford 2. Another good game, good match, uh, and Fulham took it to Brentford and dominated the first half, going 2-0 up through goals from Reed and Palahina. Uh, but Brentford hit back just before half-time through uh, Norgard. And on 71 minutes, drew level with a goal from Tony, with just about half an hour left. Mitrovic looked sharp and did cause the bees defensive uh, pressure uh, that finally paid off um, on the 90th minute. Sorry for this. 90th minute. Um... Uh, with a header, superbly arrowed away from the keeper just inside the post, making up for his missed penalty last week and giving Fulham their first top-flight London derby win in 25 attempts. Sorry, You're right, not really. Uh, Leicester 1, Southampton 2. Foxes um, slip into the bottom three after losing to Saints. Uh, who before game were winless like Leicester. After going behind to a Madison goal on 54 minutes, Hasselhuttle made changes with subs and was rewarded with Adams coming off the bench and scoring two goals. Rogers' team have the second worst record as regards dropping points from a winning position for the last season and opening three games this season, 26 points only. Uh, one Premier team with a worse record in the same period is Southampton. Had to feel for Rodgers, though. One of uh, his key defensive players for Tanner was not in the match day squad, but in the crowd, deemed mentally unready to play. That's a good description. Probably because he's uh, to be transferred as Chelsea to Chelsea, uh, who have shown a keen interest, but are not keen on, on asking price of £80 million. Uh, Is he worth £80 million? No. Uh, no. Simple as that. There are a lot of players, though, that, that in the transfer market uh, this summer that you, you could say aren't wor- really worth their price tag, isn't it? Like, I mean, it's overly inflated. We've seen this with Harry Maguire with a couple of other players. But, uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? I, I think there's more to it. I think we, we just see a, a, a one price, but there's yeah, things, there's things behind, behind the scenes yeah. like might be add-ons or other deals, so it's hard to know. But 
some of the big teams are not too scared. Man United have done it. They're, they're not too scared to pay out money. Mm. Um, and there's no guarantee it's going to work out. But, um, yeah, I'm not keen on it myself. But yeah. uh, but then again, I see Newcastle paying for that player. But he, he's a young player. He's got a, He's got a good record. So they need to cover. So it's worth it then. And I don't think Newcastle... The way they are now with Eddie Howe, I have no doubt he has a big input and it's probably a player he's been after. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. Bournemouth nil, Arsenal 3. Now reverse to last season's opening three matches when Arsenal lost the opening three matches and was bottom. Now they're top of the table. Last time Arsenal was top of the Premiership was the first match of the season in 2021 season. So it wasn't too long ago. It was a very temporary uh, top of the table. Last time the Gunners won opening three matches of the season was 2003-2004 season, Aiden, mm. and the rest of the season is history as they went unbeaten. No one is getting carried away though. The big teams are still the favourites, but there is a definite improvement in the Arsenal ranks and even Shaka, who not long ago was hated by most Arsenal fans, uh, is now uh, a favourite or one of the favourites and already has a goal and two assists after three games mm. equal to what he did uh, for the entire last season uh, Jesus and captain uh, Odegaard spearheaded Arsenal into a 2-0 lead after 11 minutes the Norwegian scoring the goals and Salabar rounded off the scoring on 54 minutes with a lovely curler from outside the box complementing his superb mature defending for a young 21 year old uh, Leeds 3, Chelsea 0. Marsh has now got full backing from the Leeds fans after a terrific destruction of Chelsea. First win over the Blues in 20 years. Towards the end of last season, seems a long time ago when Leeds under Marsh, who had been in the job just over two months with three games to go, lost to Chelsea 3-0. Third defeat on the trot and slipped into the dreaded relegation zone, but somehow stayed up by getting four points from the last two games. Now they are a deserved third in the Premiership, with a performance showing relentless work rate and able to outplay the supposed big clubs like Chelsea. Yes, the Blues started well and probably could have been 2-0 uh, up. Uh, Sterling looked sharp and getting a goal ruled offside by VAR, but then uh, Mendy tried to play out of uh, the box and got caught by Arison who just tapped the ball in after 33 minutes. Then a silly foul by Sterling just outside the Blues box resulted in the inspiring Rodrigo to flash in a header past Mende to make it 2-0 at the break. Harrison got the Whites' uh, third goal on 69 minutes and secured the second home win of the season. They only won four home games all of last season. West Ham nil, Brighton 2, so it's now no wins in 11 Premiership matches now for the Hammers v the Seagulls. Two defensive areas were ultimately uh, Moises Hammers' downfall. The first one, new defender for West Ham, Kenra, making his full debut, brought down the lively well back, and McAllister converted a penalty on 22 minutes. And then 66 minutes, despite West Ham much improved performance in the second half, Trossard slotted home Brighton's second. Another very good in entertaining game, uh, if you saw it, Aiden, was Newcastle 3, Man City 3. Game of the weekend, uh, maybe equaling Man United. Um, the quality was there uh, just as much as the Man United game. Premiership champion, champion or champs dropped the first points of the season to a superb Magpies who shone and brought pride and cheer to the tuned fans. Despite going behind to a fluent City on five minutes to Gunajon, or Gunajon, sorry, I'm pr pr pronouncing that wrong, I think. And many would have feared how many goals would the Sky Blues score. How's Newcastle took the game to the title holders? Driven on the, by the man of the match, uh, St. Maximin, who tormented City's Walker and Stone at the back and involved in all of Newcastle's goals. Amaron on 28 minutes and Wilson on 39 minutes reflected a deserved half-time lead. But this was not enough for the Magpies. A superb Trippier free, uh, free kick on 54 minutes had the tune crowd roaring and clapping with joy. City showed why they are the champs and possibly best team in Europe. They fought back with a goal from the Viking Hanland on 60th minute and Silver on the 64th minutes. The tie had turned and it was all City as Newcastle fell deeper and deeper into defensive retreat. And on 16 minutes, Trippier was shown the red by the referee for a foul deemed dangerous on De Bruyne. 
uh, as he broke away for a si- uh, from the city's half, but VAR asked the referee to view the monitor, and rightfully the ref downgraded a red to a yellow. Newcastle managed to stay strong for the last 15 minutes and get at least a deserved point. So, Aidan, the big game. Man United 2, Liverpool 1. There was always a slight possibility that United could upset Poole, but no one was expected the performance by United, full of running, attacking play, and I dare say a strong in defence. Liverpool did not seem to have an answer. Lacklustre play, especially in defence, and a lack of experience to call upon, call upon from the bench. Exactly, yeah. Due to mainly injuries and suspensions. Van Hag had dropped Maguire and Ronaldo, but dare say fans did not expect that decision to solve the Man United woes, but United started the match like a new team, chasing, tackling, and ultimately bossing Liverpool in the first half of the beginning of, and into the beginning of the second half, resulting in a well, well, well-worked goals for Gomez and Rashford. Van Dijk was at fault for the first goal, more concerned in keeping his hands behind his back instead of closing down the space between himself and Gomez, leaving a large gap to stroke the ball past Allison in the goal. Even worse was Arnold with poor covering runs and resulting in giving fouls away and passing the ball on, on occasions to the United players as well. Mm. Why Klopp did not substitute him instead of Milner, who never gives up. Milner might be is not as good as he is there, but he gives 100%. Yeah. Um, Saha's uh, goal on 81 minutes um, threatened Man United's superb team performance and maybe all three points, but unlike City against Newcastle, did not have the ability to get a second goal. So, uh, yeah, yeah Aidan, I mean, you might want to say a bit on that, but... Uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, Look, United, Liverpool just... I, I, I really think this is... This may be the... This might... After the first two games of the season where Liverpool... You could say more so in the first game against Fulham. We're lucky to come out with a draw, that has to be said. They, they came along then to play um, Palace in the second game. Better performance... But again, went behind um, to an early goal against Palace. And uh, obviously, they went level. Then Palace went in the lead again. And then Liverpool equalised. Another, you, you could say, lucky draw, but a better performance. So you, you could see like maybe a bit of progression. But then, look, in fairness, United, United, um, United blitzed Liverpool on, on the night. Thoroughly deserved their win. Mm. Um, I think this is be, might be the might be the wake-up call. Obviously, lack, lack of options on the bench. A lot of young players. A few Carvalho, I thought, played very well still when he played. Still strong enough squad. Still yeah, strong enough. But uh, only for the injuries. But I thought when, when Carvalho came on for Liverpool, he had, a, he had a good game. What are your thoughts on Carvalho? Yeah, um, played well. Yeah, I thought um, he did, yeah. Yeah, got no, no issues there at all. Um, but I think it's when the, the camera, you know, viewed onto the, the bench and you kind of suddenly thought... God, there's lack of who can uh, turn to lack of experience more than anything. Yeah, I mean yeah. they brought Simica. Is it Simica? Simicas, yeah. Um, and I think he probably deserves a bit more running time. Yeah. But uh, what's what's going to be interesting? We'll talk it over with the games coming up, Aiden. As you know, there's two lots of games coming up. Yeah. Now Liverpool need to show something now. Yeah. Uh, straight away, Man United. This is their dilemma: is are they going to put in the same performance, or are they going to go back? You know, so there's a bit of pressure there now. So it's, it is going to be interesting to see who they're playing and how they do. Um, just before we go into the predictions, just obviously there were some EFL uh, League Cup matches involving Premiership teams. So we'll just uh, mention the scores lines there. Bolton 1, Aston Villa, Aston Villa 4, Fleetwood Town 0, Everton 1, Grims, Grimsby Town 0, not in the Forest 3, Stockport County 0, Leicester 0, Leicester winning 3 1 on penalties, Wolves 2, Preston North End 1. Cambridge United nil, Southampton three. Colchester United nil, Brentford two. Crawley Town uh, one uh, two, Fulham nil. So that's a bit of an upset. Crawley Town from League Division two, but yeah, Fulham would have played a, a weakened side. Norwich two, Bournemouth two. Bournemouth win four five three on penalties. Oxford United nil, Crystal Palace two. Leeds United one. Uh, sorry, Leeds United three. Uh, Barnsley one. So that's a Yorkshire derby. Tranmere Rovers 1, Newcastle 2 and Forest Green Rovers 0 Brighton 3 Just a question there Martin um, with, with Liverpool losing to Man United on Monday uh, obviously we know before the game Man United were bottom and then they won so that takes them up I think is it 14th so 
you know the teams below Liverpool and uh, and beneath Liverpool because Liverpool are, are below Man United um, is there much of a change other than uh, I suppose the team on the bottom who are the teams below Liverpool well, the teams below Liverpool at the moment would be um, West Ham Leicester Wolves and Everton Given how given how South ha- how uh, West Ham were last year, that's a bit of a surprise for West Ham, isn't it? Given how, how well they've been playing the previous years, why yeah, they're why they're is. like that this year? Yeah, I mean it's a bit of a worry there, um, but I still think they'll come good. But it is it is a slight worry, mm. and um, you might, Everton, re- you Everton might remember as well. I mentioned yeah. Leicester for relegation, yeah, and uh, they're second from bottom. Yeah. What are our predictions looking like for the teams relegated, Martin, so far? <laughs> well, I, I, I just don't have them in front of me now, but... Yeah. Um, I, I, I suppose I, that'll shape up yeah, as yeah. the season goes on, more or less, yeah. Because yeah. we've got a lot of fixtures to go through, I better get moving on them, because there's two lots of fixtures. So, yeah. the first one, Aidan, is uh, we've got uh, this Saturday Southampton, who are 11th, <coughs> playing Man United, who are 14th. Uh, both matches last season were one-all draws. August 2003 was the last time the Saints defeated the Red Devils um, at St. Mary's Ground. James Beatty scoring. Since then, only two wins for the Saints in 23 Premiership matches, um, both at Old Trafford, which was 2015 and 2016. So not uh, <clears throat> not a great ground, not a great fixture for Southampton. So uh, Southampton, Man United, Aidan. If Man United play the way they played against Liverpool on Monday, I'd have to go for them. Southampton haven't convinced me just yet. I know it's early in the season. Uh, Performance-wise, results-wise, mm, they're not kind of up there like they were maybe like last season. What are your thoughts on that? Well, they, they tend to struggle at the yeah. beginning of the season, Southampton. And then they find their feet during the season, but they have these little dips. But the, this but season, I think, I, think they, they might, I think they will be okay. Yeah, but they, they might. It could be a thing that they might find their feet a bit too late. But it's too early for that at, at this stage of the season, really, isn't it? Well, I mean, they, they, they beat Leicester last week away, mm. came from behind, so they they have got. I I, I think they'll be fine. But yeah, this is the cruncher now. Yeah. What is Man United going to do? Uh, this, is a, this is an away game. Southampton, you know, the, the. Is it the case that maybe United peaked for the Liverpool game and now it's kind of. There's, there's definitely a bit of that there. A bit yeah. of pride and. Uh, yeah, I, I, I. Yeah, anyway, I don't know. It's a hard one to call. I, I, you'd be tempted more to go for Man United purely because of what happened there the other day because if they replicate that in any form, you'd say they have to win. Now, it is an, it is an away game. Hmm. I'm saying that again, Saints, it's early in the season. And what, 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 what is um, Southampton's form at home? Is it fairly solid? Well, I don't remember, Aidan. They, they I know only it's only played early, three yes. games. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the no, first, but I mean overall, even into last season, like, but... I haven't got that with me right yeah. now, Aidan. Um, listen, towards the last end of last season, they started picking up points. Yeah, So they've yeah. done quite well. It's nothing bad, anyway. Let, let's, yeah. let's, let's put it like that. Um, there's, there's a couple of teams, like, like the Villa... And probably Everton as well a bit, mm. uh, and even Leicester to degree that still kind of seem to have a bit of a hangover from last season. Mm. You know, so uh, anyway, Southampton, Man United. Yeah, Man United, like I said. Okay, I'll go for Man United as well, and then we've got uh, Brentford v Everton. Uh, the only met uh, so Brentford are eighth at the moment. Everton are seventeenth. The only met twice in the Premier, which was last season. The bees completing the double over the Toffees. Everton only one, only one, uh, once in the last eighteen away Premiership matches. So as I was just saying, that Aiden, they've still got a bit of a hangover from last season. Only got one point this season so far. So um, yeah, they're not good on the way. On, yeah. the, on the the coach on journeys. The road, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brentford v Everton. Yeah, I'd have to go for Brentford on that one. Possibly a draw, but I think I, I think uh, given given their kind of form to this season this season so far, I'd have to go for Brentford. Yeah. Okay. Uh, going to quickly. I'm going to go down the games and then ask for your predictions after, if that if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, hold on now. Sorry. So next game is uh, Brighton, the fifth at the moment uh, against Leeds. 
Both teams drew twice uh, last season, only played four times in the Premiership. The Whites yet to win. Uh, the Seagulls only one defeat in the last 12 Premiership matches. So, um, yeah, Brighton v Leeds. Brighton v Leeds. This is going to be a tough one, really. Brighton are a good side. Um, tight defensively, wouldn't you say, Martin? Um, they're they're very hard to beat, uh, but you know their for- Leeds' form so far, as you said, deservedly third. Jenny, I'm tempted to go for a draw. Um, I'll come back yeah, to you, Martin. Yeah, I'll, I'll go for a draw. Okay. I think uh, it's a tough one to predict that one. I think. Right, sorry about this. I'm a bit right. of a glitch on the computer here. It's not acting what it should be doing. Right, it's gone again. Just bear with me. But what are your thoughts on the? Yeah, that's a that's a very Chelsea, interesting game. Uh, next game is Chelsea are twelfth against Leicester nineteenth. Blues took four points off the Foxes last season. Last match was in May at Stamford Bridge. One all the scoreline. Blues only lost once at home via the Foxes in 21 years. Foxes only won two of their last 16 away Premiership matches. So uh, Chelsea v Leicester. Chelsea v Leicester. Uh, you'd have to go for really um, Chelsea on that one. I know <laughs> Chelsea had a defeat in their last game. Um, but yeah, I, I'd go for Chelsea on that one. Okay, uh, Chelsea on that one. I'll, I'll give you my predictions because I've actually got my predictions down at the end of this page, so okay, uh, no. you'll have to wait for that. I'm afraid. Uh, next game is Liverpool v um, Bournemouth. Liverpool 16th at the moment. Uh, Bournemouth 15th. Paul done the double over the Cherries last season. Met 10 times in the Premiership. Bournemouth only one win and a draw against Liverpool. Last six Premiership meetings, Bournemouth only scored one goal compared to Paul's, Liverpool's 19 goals. When uh, when was the last Paul failed to win a Premiership match three times in a row, Aidan? Oh. When was the last time Liverpool failed to win uh, a Premiership match three times in a row? I had to look this one up. <laughs> Go on, tell me. Uh... 2021 season in February they lost four in a row Brighton Man City Leicester and oh that's right the yeah. cruel bro was they lost to Everton as well mm. so Liverpool Bournemouth I presume you're going for Liverpool yeah ok next game is Man City uh, second at the moment against Crystal Palace who are ninth Eagles took four points off the Citizens last season beating them 2-0 in this fact- fixture Man City Palace <sighs> The obvious one is to go for City, and I think I will go for City, but I think uh, this Crystal Palace team can can give them a game. Okay. Now, just check in. Did you say Brian v Leeds? Which one did you go for? Was I went for um, I went for a draw on that yeah, one, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just go there, there. Uh, And then we've got Arsenal, top of the table. Nine points, I have to say that while I can. Yeah, it mightn't um, happen, it might well, be there for now. <laughs> uh, Fulham, who are seventh, so it's a London derby. Gunners have lo- never lost a home fixture in all competitions via the cottages and only lost once in the last 15 Premiership matches via Fulham. Um, Arsenal v uh, Fulham Maiden. Arsenal v Fulham. You'd have to go for. Um, I'd have to go for Arsenal. But uh, as we've seen for, from Fulham, they're a formidable, they're a formidable outfit this season, uh, especially especially in Creative and Cottage. What are your thoughts on that, Martin? Well, they are. They're, they're, yeah. they're playing well, and Mitrovic is a danger all the time. Mm. So it's definitely not going to be an easy game. Um, I, I, I will go for Arsenal as well, but. Uh, um, not an easy, not an easy, an easy day no, out for Arsenal. No, I think. No, but it's at home to Arsenal. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I have to presume that will be an advantage, but uh, we'll see. O- only time will tell. Um, so you're going for um, go for Arsenal, yeah. Okay, and then we've got uh, Aston Villa uh, on Sunday, thirteenth at the moment against West Ham, who are on zero points. Uh, Hammers done the double over filler last season, winning the fixture 4-1. These two teams have met 46 times in the Premiership, all square. 13 wins, 20 draws and 51 goals each. Betting man would go for a draw. Filler have not won a Premiership match via the Hammers in the last eight meetings and lost the last four matches. Uh, Hammers only one way win in the last nine away matches. Similar record to uh, Everton. Villa v West Ham. Yeah, I'm going for a draw on that. Okay. 
draw. And then we got Wolves v Newcastle. Um, Wolves 18th at the moment, one point. Newcastle on five points, uh, one win, two draws. Both teams won their home matches in this fixture last season. Met each other only 14 times in the Premiership. Nine of them were draws. Wolves v Newcastle. Um, I'm going to go for. I found quite fancy Newcastle actually. Okay. And uh, then we've got uh, Forest v uh, Tottenham. Uh, Forest are 10th at the moment on four points, and Tottenham are fourth on seven points. Uh, last time Forest played Spurs in the Premiership was over 23 years ago, Aidan. There you go. About the time you were born. April 1999. <laughs> Spurs won both matches last season. So uh, I'll send you the check in the post for that one, Martin. When I say Spurs won both <laughs> matches that season, not last uh, season, sorry. Um, just bear with me again. So, yeah, sorry about the predictions there, Aiden. So no I'll just problem. tell you, uh, I'll just confirm what you said now. You've gone for uh, Man United. You've gone for Brentford. You've gone for a draw with Leeds and Brighton. You've gone for Chelsea, you've gone for Liverpool, you've gone for Man City, you've gone for Arsenal, you've gone for a draw between Villa and West Ham, you've gone for a draw, uh, a win for Newcastle v Wolves, and uh, the last one you're going for Spurs. Spurs. Yeah. Okay. So, and uh, there's our, there's uh, Noel's predictions we'll as well. Come back yeah. to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, I'm going for Man United, yeah. Brentford, a draw with Brighton and Leeds, Chelsea, Leicester, uh, going for Chelsea. Liverpool, Bournemouth, I'm going for Liverpool. Man City, Palace, I'm going for Man City. Arsenal, Fulham, I'm going for Arsenal. Villa and West Ham, I'm going for a draw. I'm also going for a draw of the Wolves v Newcastle. And Forest v Tottenham, I'm going for a Tottenham. So uh, if you can just call out Noel's predictions there, that'd be great. Um, just bear with me. Or do you want to leave one. it to the end? Yeah, we might leave it till the end. Yeah. I'll have them here yet. So um, I'll just swipe me a second, Aiden, now. Now we'll just go to the next lot of predictions, Aidan. Yeah, I have a, I have Noel's here now. Um, okay. It's uh, he went for Manchester United, Brentford, Leeds, Chelsea. Hold on a sec. Sorry. Yeah, Chelsea. Uh, yeah, uh, Liverpool. Yeah. Man City. Yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. Aston Villa. Yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. Forest. Oh, first. Right, yeah. Right. Brentford again. Oh, no. Hold on now. That's for the next games. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Brentford, yeah. Um, Brighton. Yep. Chelsea. Yep. Leeds. Yep. Bournemouth. Yep. Arsenal. Yep. Man City. Okay. Spurs. Yep. Liverpool and Manchester United. No draws again. Okay, just bear me for me a sec. Taking a bit longer than usual, so you're about. all right. No problem. The joys of technology, Martin, huh? Some interesting predictions there from Martin, isn't there? Um, from or from from uh, Noel. Sorry, there is indeed. Yeah. Oh, now I'm just jotting down here something quickly. One of these days he'll win a prediction. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, the games here now, Aiden, for the midweek Premiership games. Sorry for the delay. You're all right. Um, is, so these are the games coming up. Um, so we got Tuesday, the 30th of August. Crystal Palace uh, v Brentford. Uh, they've only ever met twice in the Premiership, and that was last season. Both matches nil nil draws. So Palace v Brentford. Palace v Brentford. Uh, I'm going to go for Palace on this one. I think, you know, they played very well against Liverpool. They're not a bad side. Yep. Saha is doing well this season as well. Sure um, there's a number of them. Yeah, yeah, they're really... They're really there's just something about uh, Palace this year, isn't it? Maybe that they didn't have last season. Um, I go for Palace, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, they're doing well, but so is Brentford. Yeah, that's I was it. tempted for a draw, but I'm going to go for Palace as well. Then we've got Fulham uh, playing uh, Brighton. Last played uh, 2021 season, both nil-nil draws. Only met four times, three draws and one win for the Cottages. So Fulham v Brighton. Again, you could say two teams that's in form. Mm, um, I have to go for a draw on this one. I can't, okay. you know, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I call that as well. Then we've got Southampton v Chelsea. Mm. Uh, Blues done a double over the Saints last season, which included a 6-0 away win for them back in April. Saints only one win in the last 13 Premiership matches v the Blues, and only one win in the last 13 home matches. So it's a good hunting ground for Chelsea. Southampton, Chelsea. Got to remember, though, Chelsea got a bit of a hammering there. Uh, up in Yorkshire v Leeds there last weekend so they're not firing on all cylinders uh, where Southampton did get a win so Southampton v Chelsea Chelsea on that one well, we'll go for a draw on that one then we've got Leeds Everton uh, Toffees took four points off the Peacocks last season been 21 long years since the Whites beat the Toffees at Ellen Road uh, a Mark Viduka and a Robbie Fowler were on the score sheet for Leeds that year two fine players uh, Leeds for Everton I'm going to go for Leeds on that one ok I'll go for a draw then we got Arsenal v uh, Aston Villa uh, that's on the Wednesday the 31st of August uh, the Gunners took all six points last season at Villa Arsenal Villa I'm going to go for Arsenal on that one ok same here then we got uh, Bournemouth v Wolves Wolves took six points off the Cherries last season only met four times in the Premiership Bournemouth yet to register a win Bournemouth v Wolves well, I'm going to go for a draw on that one ok I'll go for Wolves win then we've got Man City v Forest. Uh, last time these two famous clubs met in the Premiership was December 1995. A draw at City and the goal scorers that day was Juve uh, Rossler for City and Kevin Campbell for Forest. Only met six times in the Premiership. Three wins for Forest and one for City. City never won a Premiership uh, at home v Forest. So there you go. Forest. City. I'd have to go for City on this one. Yeah, same here. And then West Ham v Tottenham. Both Hammers and Spurs won their respective home London derby matches last season. Spurs winning 3-1 back in March this year. Uh, London derby, West Ham, Tottenham. Yeah, you'd have to go for Spurs on this one. Same here. Then we've got interesting game, this will be. Taking count, there's another game before this as well. Liverpool v Newcastle pulled on a double over the Toons last season Reds have only lost one home premiership match v the Toons which was the first premiership match at Anfield in April 1994 one defeat in 25 premiership matches a very strong uh, uh, fortress for Liverpool not a good uh, hunting ground for Newcastle Liverpool Newcastle I'm going to go for Liverpool, but I think uh, Newcastle can really give, uh, really put it up to Liverpool. Um, I really think that uh, the return of uh, Thiago and uh, Jota and uh, Nunes will be central to them winning. Kind of after that, you know, when they when they come back. But uh, yeah, I'll go for Liverpool. But I think I think they'll give Liverpool a, a, a they'll give Liverpool a game. Newcastle will. They will indeed, and uh, their, their, their striker might have settled in by then as well. Yeah. Uh, and then on Thursday, the 1st of September, we've got Leicester v Man United. Foxes took four points over the Red Devils last season, winning the fixture 4-2 in October 2021. Leicester, Man United. Leicester, Man United. I'd go for Man United on that one. OK. That's it, Aidan. Sorry for the delay. No problem. No, no panic there. Technology and, uh, is not always well, this is what it, it's meant it, to be. It will, it will be back next week. Uh, yeah, so, Martin, what we're, what we're going to be doing now is we're going to be giving... Uh, the coverage of uh, the results and fixtures for uh, Roscommon District League and uh, yeah so it, it's great to see matches back again I've started getting the results back um, from the Roscommon District League and uh, for this evening the 26th of August 2022 the Roscommon District Football League Masters Cup Final Replay and that's between Glen Celtic and uh, Roscommon United that kicks off at 7.45 in the Roscommon and District Football League Premier Division Round 1 Boyle Celtic take on uh, Moylock 79 with a, th- with a kickoff of 8pm and then on Sunday moving on to Sunday the 28th of August 2022 the Roscommon District Football League Premier Division Round 1 um, Castlery Celtic versus uh, Moor United with a 2pm throw in, a kickoff. Uh, Slow Town versus uh, Sky Valley Rovers, 2pm throw in, kickoff. Uh, yeah, uh, Balahadrine, take, uh, Balahadrine FC take on 
Um, St. John's Athletic with a 2pm kick-off and uh, CP Ajax take on Kilcurran United and that also has a 2pm kick-off. And Martin, um, as you know, as, as you all know out there, I'm involved with uh, Balnagara Manor and uh, we kicked off our pre-season preparations with a, with a match, with a pre-season friendly against... Um, against uh, Balahadrine last night and we won 2-1 the lads uh, we all played uh, the, all the lads played very well uh, both sides it was a very entertaining game uh, Balanagar Manor played very well they have some very very good players some uh, some new lads in as well and uh, of course we have our new goalkeeping coach as well uh, Noel McDermott so we'd like to welcome, welcome him to the welcome him to the club as well and uh, great performance now so that's a that's a, a 2-1 win with goals from um, with goals from Jerry Ward in the first half and John Stokes in the second half John Stokes looking particularly well uh, and it's good to have Jerry back as well and of course we also have Alan Keane uh, we've had the services of him this season as well so uh, yeah look it's not going to be easy in the first division in the first division when you consider the teams that have come down but uh, it makes for a very interesting I know it's only pre-season yet but uh, you know there's a, there's a lot of very good teams in the first division so uh, preparations are, are going well obviously our first game isn't until the third week in all in September Martin that's a, that's a huge difference between when you consider that usually it's that it's it's in the, around the middle of August yeah and uh, it's good that the game matches to get match fitness up that's I it I have, a, I have a feeling for your club this season I think they might do well but uh we'll see how they get on because they are a good team I've seen them I only saw them a couple of times last season myself yeah so uh, I was very impressed a very uh close to getting promoted yeah uh, unlucky against Castlery yeah uh, two goals down came back uh, came back and drew uh, went into extra time very unlucky you, you were at that game as well Martin very unlucky in extra time yeah um, there's nothing in it in fact it, it, I always remember because if anything who any team was going to score it was going to be Balagar Manor but uh, a great superb breakaway goal for Castlery and that was enough to that, secure their safety but uh I, I have no doubt uh, Balagar Mena will be one of the favourites and that's a tag they have to live with but uh, it's a deserved tag and I think they're, they've got a very good chance of going up myself. That's, that's it and I, I think you know with, with the management team we have obviously Parik Parik Crine and uh, George Kelly and uh, Chris you know they deserve great credit for preparing the lads you know the lads are, lads are looking very hungry at, at training now pre-season training going very well uh, obviously the, the performance last night um, you know it's, it's going to be it's going to be great and like it's not going to, as I said it's not going to be easy ahead in the season but you know if we can continue this it's going to be it's going to be very good obviously uh, like I was at it last night I was delighted to be back involved and uh, it's great to see the, the lads again so looking forward to looking forward to the next pre-season friendly and uh, hopefully training will, uh, will 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 keep going well and who knows what can happen during the season that's uh, that's uh, as I said the third week in all August, so well done to all concerned and a great performance by everyone yesterday so well done so uh, yeah so um, next up we have golf with uh, Seamus Duke and then after that um, I have my interview with uh, Kieran Maluli about the uh, about the Ukrainian integration sports day and that's coming up both of those are coming up after this now it's a very busy weekend once again in golf and uh, the very last uh, tournament of the season is ongoing at Eastlake uh, where Scottish Scheffler takes a five shot lead into tonight's proceedings it's the FedEx Cup and all that big money uh, will be given out at the weekend interesting to see how Rory McIlroy does there uh, he has been uh, inconsistent uh, but still he's there or thereabouts but Scottish Scheffler uh, is the hot favourite for that now, some interesting news here in uh, Roscommon because, uh, first of all, Biddy Quinn, lady captain of Roscommon Golf Club in 1974, she passed away uh, during the week. Very popular character around the club and uh, uh, there was uh, Garrett of Honour from Roscommon Golf Club at her funeral this week. Now, the Roscommon uh, men played two in the Connacht Shield last Sunday and they were defeated. Now, it's a very big week for Roscommon Golf Club because uh, the uh, senior team play in the Barton Shield All-Ireland Finals this weekend in Tremor. 
uh, and of course before that uh, the interprovincial championships are on uh, and uh, Connacht are represented uh, by Roscommon uh, Roscommon sorry are represented by uh, Alan Hill Simon Walker and Olivia Costello on the men's and ladies teams now it's an open weekend of golf this weekend and tomorrow uh, there's a 12 hole three person mixed scramble uh, and that is to support uh, the teams playing in the All-Ireland Finals in Tremor and the Barton Shield team, uh, the men's team play uh, against Castleknock in the quarter-final and the ladies team, uh, they're playing also in the ladies foursome, so we wish them uh, the, in the Senior Cup rather, and we wish them the very, very best of luck Now winners uh, from uh, lately were as follows uh, in the men's competition sponsored by Eddie Dallin and Sons First, Keane Duggan. Second, Clement McCormack. And third, uh, Michael Healy. And in the ladies' 18-hole competition, uh, the winner uh, was Pat Pierce. Second, Kay Condon. And third, Joan Mourn. Now, the Open Scratch Cups for men uh, are being held on Saturday, the 3rd and Sunday, the 4th of September. The handicap ranges are... Senior handicap range is uh, 0. Uh, point, uh, plus 3 up to 5... Uh, junior handicap range is 3.6 to 9.5. Intermediate handicap range, uh, 9.6 to 16.5. And minor handicap range, 16.6 or higher. Competitions can be played either Saturday or Sunday. And the sponsor are Lydian Designs. Please book your time on the BRS system. And just before we finish uh, on uh, our golf for this week, uh, we just want to uh, wish the CBS Past Pupils Union the best of luck. They're back in business tomorrow week, the 3rd of September, uh, and they have a timesheet in operation. Robert McCann uh, has control of that, and there's also details at the golf club. It's their first time in three years to hold uh, a competition, so we wish them the best of luck. More on our golf roundup next week. Hello everyone and you're very welcome back to Friday Sport with myself Aidan Raftia and the show is as always kindly sponsored by Best Drive here in Roscommon Town and now we're, we're out here in uh, Dunamon for a very special event and the event is called Ukrainians Integration Sports Day and uh, here, uh, here with me I have the organiser um, Kieran Malouli, hello Kieran. Hello, Ina. Good to meet you. Uh, it's great to have you on board as well. Yeah, it's great. Thanks very much for uh, doing the interview with us. I suppose uh, this, this is, um, I suppose, uh, there's uh, something great behind this because, you know, the Ukrainian kids and their their, their parents and that they're over here, they've, it's it's hard to get them to interact or in so, so a lot of cases they haven't uh, had a chance to interact with with, with other kids. So this is a perfect, um, a perfect uh, way of doing that. So I suppose, what was the idea behind it? And uh, let us know, tell us, all about like how you how how it had to go about organising it. Yeah, and thanks for, very much for coming out first. Indeed, thanks for playing your own part and helping us at the first aid, first aid stand here today over the last two days. Yeah, this is an idea, I suppose, put together by the Roscommon Leader Partnership Company in association with Roscommon County Council and then four key agencies. Uh, the FEI, Adrian Carberry is here, Roscommon County GA Board, uh, Ollie and the team are here, Willie, Willie uh, uh, Hegarty's uh, team, and uh, then Connacht and Craig's Rugby. We had Michael yesterday, Niall has been involved, and Adrian Leddy himself is here today. And then Suck Valley Athletic Club. Fergus done a great job the last couple of days well. So the idea was to give children who perhaps have not been that active during the summer an opportunity to get out, play sport and meet their friends, meet their neighbours. You know, I've just been looking at down there at the penalties, watching two lads from Pierce's taking penalties against two lads from, from Ukraine and a young girl from Ukraine. That's what it's all about. The integration of the community, uh, the, the new community in Roscommon and the existing community. The people of Roscommon have opened their doors to the people of Ukraine in these terrible circumstances. There's a great camaraderie. But some children from, particularly th- those in, in, in areas perhaps in built up areas and towns may not have been as active as we would have liked during the summer and that was the idea to bring them out today and bring them out over these two days and obviously it's been a great success and I suppose really you know just to put it into perspective about the you know about the people from the Ukraine and just to kind of give them a background just to give the listeners a bit of a background on this because you know we must remember that these people they're not here through choice they're going they've gone through an awful awful hardship I suppose with the war over there as well so I mean it was either kind of stay back there and, you know, possibly we, we, we know the atrocious t- conditions that are over there due to war and what, what can happen or come here for, I suppose, a, a new life and, and uh, to feel safer. 
That's right. As you know, there are now over 60,000 uh, Ukrainians living in Ireland at various centres around the around the country, indeed around the county here. So apart from Dunamon itself, we have people living in Balahadurin, in Ballinlaugh, in Castlery, in Strokestown, uh, and I gather in recent days in Belly League. Uh, and uh, and uh, alongside that, there are lots of people living in individual houses around the county. They've come in very difficult circumstances uh, from a war-torn country, uh, and, and they've fled their country. Most of them would love to go back in the morning. They've said it to us here today and over the last couple of days. They want to go back to be reunited with their loved ones, their partners, their their fathers. All those people are still waiting uh, to to basically to to, to get in and to, to help out. And that, that's what it, this is about. This is about, I suppose, giving them an opportunity to, in the meantime, integrate with the local community here, and hopefully they'll be able to uh, mix with with and learn who their neighbours are, play with their friends, and uh, have a good life while they are here before they return. That's it, and I think it's great to see the parents um, yesterday more so as well. Uh, you know that they were they were given a hand yesterday, and I suppose it's great for the kids as well because you know they would have never played Gaelic football or hurling. But I suppose yesterday in yesterday's camp they would have uh, they would have sampled that uh, Gaelic football. Ollie was working well with them yesterday, and of course Princes yesterday as well. And uh, but also this morning there we you know we were saying about the kids they're very much into cycling even if they weren't you know here this morning they were instead of playing some of them. Were cycling around, but that that's great to see that they're they'd rather they're stone mad as you said on on uh, cycling around, cycling on bikes and things like that, uh, more so than kind of even taking part in the soccer and the Gaelic. Yeah, I mean, the idea was that they'd be given an introduction to as many sports as possible, uh, and, and that's what's happened. Ollie has brought them to the skills and Prunches of the skills of football and hurling, uh, and they've taken to it fantastic. The hurling was very popular yesterday, and alongside that, we have a tremendous interest in soccer, obviously, international game, as you know, uh, and, uh, you know, we, we even had children here using the centre's own facilities, which has been great. I saw parents getting out themselves on bikes yesterday and today and enjoying with their children uh, the fresh air and, and the sunshine here, uh, and and of course, the athletics was very popular. Fergal did a tremendous job here with the Suck Valley Athletics. The hurdles were flying here yesterday, flying up and flying down. And it's all about giving them an opportunity to get act, out and be active. And crucially, to meet with other children of their own age is what, what they have been doing here from Ireland. And who knows, like from this, now that they've sampled these these sports, now obviously in GA, that they'll be able to go to their local GA clubs, wherever, wherever their centre is or wherever they're living. The same with the athletics club or wherever. And of course, the soccer in, in the areas that they're in. So that they might... Uh, they might integrate and maybe take up and uh, I think that the age groups that these the, these kids are in now it's the ideal age for them to take up sports in Ireland yeah it certainly is I mean this is the uh, crucial age for them they're all between the age of 6 and probably and 16 these children uh, we hope that in the coming weeks and months they'll integrate again in Balahadreen in in, uh, in Bally League in Castlerie in Ballinla and become members of local clubs and join up and I hope that and I know the local clubs will embrace them because we, they have done since last March or April uh, so we feel it's 